the new home of UTEP Niners football and UTEP men's basketball. The Orange Revival is on 600 ESPN El Paso. It's grown like you wouldn't believe because mm -hmm. I, I know it started, did, did it start as a project uh, here in, uh, in El Paso years ago and then since it's just uh, you know, expanded to different cities? Yes, it originated here in El Paso. Uh, I started out with the superintendents and principals, et cetera. They, they liked it quite a bit. And uh, from there, it just kind of took off. And now we're in Los Angeles, San Antonio. We're in um, uh, Houston. It looks like we're going to start in New York and Chicago. So, you know, it's taken off pretty good for us. Really sounds like I, it. I'd say that's darn good. Uh, Steve, have you ever looked at one of these magazines? I have seen it before. It's They're a great magazine. Out of sight. I didn't have that when I was in high school. Uh, he, brought, uh, he brought me by uh, three or four. Oh, you saw him in high school? No, I never saw that. I was, I'm, I'm a little old for that, but I never, <laughs> unfortunately, I never had a chance. When I, I thought was in, you were only about 21, 22. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> yeah. very much. My new agent. That's great. Um, but, no, it, it's, it's an amazing magazine. And, and, and did you know when he was playing basketball that you ever think that maybe uh, this would be the business that uh, Q would get himself well, into? Well, I'll tell you what. He's very articulate in everything he did. Uh, uh, you know, Quentin come out of high school, uh, a very, very top player, but he hurt a knee. And I'll let him tell you about that. I don't recall, but uh, he probably, uh, as I recall, his mother didn't even want him to play. And his freshman year, uh, Quentin, you tell him the story. Actually, you're right, Coach. Not only did my mother not want me to play, but the doctors didn't think I'd play. But right, I remember that. It was uh, I was a sophomore in high school. Thought I was Mr. Big and Bad. I came from Crenshaw High School, which is a you know renowned basketball uh, program in Los Angeles, and they're known for dunking the ball and playing good defense and you know just kind of flashy basketball. And I was experiencing what they call Oscar Slaughter's disease. And that's when your bone, your body starts to grow and your bone around your knee area, it becomes real soft because it gives room to grow. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was taking the ball off the wing on one particular play and I was about to go down. My knees are killing me. They're hurting because I'm going through this growing spurt. But I'm thinking tradition, Crenshaw, I'm about to rip this rim down. And as soon as I planted, you know, my muscle from my thighs contracted and my muscle from my calf contracted. And since the bone was so soft during that growing spurt, yeah. it just popped it, popped it in half. Wow. And a lot of people in El Paso, they, you know, they, don't, they never knew this, but I cracked my patella in half. The left, uh, I guess the corner of your femur was cracked in half. I uh, really shattered Quentin, it what half. year? I, that was my sophomore year in high school, Coach. Your, your what? My sophomore year in okay. high school. Okay. Uh -huh. He was limping the first time I saw him. Wow. Yeah, it, I never really got over it. Yeah, his, his Coach West. Yes, Coach right? West, absolutely. I know he swore by him and told me, you know, uh, and he was bound and determined to play and go to college and talk to his mother, and she did not want him to play. Mm -hmm. And she probably was right. Well. She probably was right, but he did play, and he played mm -hmm. extremely, extremely well. And you were pretty fortunate because, Q, you were a part of uh, really some of the glory years for Utah basketball. Many consider that time in the uh, mid to late 80s some of the best years uh, you know, in, in, in recent memory for Utah basketball fans. See, those are some fun times. You know, not only having the opportunity to play for a Hall of Fame coach like, like Coach Asses, but the, the, the team that he put together, you know, playing with guys like Jeep Jackson and Wayne Campbell, Fred Reynolds, Paul Cunningham, Kent Lockhart, Dave Fido, 
lust to go and I go on and on. Oh, yeah. It was the it was the chemistry of these guys playing together and you know actually out of all the things that I miss back in the day of playing it's it's that camaraderie that I think we all had playing with 12 guys who liked each other a lot off the court maybe not so much on the court but you know those were fun times back then. Coach, did you ever have a group as tight-knit as uh, some of those players in the 80s? I'll say that again, Steve. Did you ever have a group of players as close with each other off the court like uh, Quentin I, was talking about I never about really paid much attention if they guarded somebody and uh, <laughs> shared the ball. Uh, but, uh, no, you can always tell when you got a bunch of guys. I'm just joking about yeah. that. But uh, it was a bunch of guys that liked each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, I kind of like the present minor teams. You know, you can just tell, you know, like the team last year, you know, when they come over to the bench, everybody's clapping and, and uh, um, uh, urging them on, and uh, it's a lot of fun. But, you know, uh, Quentin played a heck of a lot of good games, but the game he played it against Arizona in the NCAA tournament, oh, yeah. now that was the last time a, a team got to play in the NCAA tournament on their home court. And uh, they had, uh, you mentioned them a while ago, uh, uh, they had really, about three or four of those players played uh, in the NBA, and we beat them in an overtime. Uh, Quentin, I think you, Jeep was the only one left. Right. And uh, <laughs> That's right. we, uh, but we had a great bench. Yeah. And I know the overtime just really stressed us out, and we got, we got beat in a close game, a two-point game by Iowa, who's ranked number three mm -hmm. you know that's what it is you know you talk about teams making it the final four um, uh, one more you know one more game and we're in the final 16 and as good as anybody right. yeah. and a team that could have gone on you know we had the depth we had the players uh, we very easily that year could have been a team that uh, uh, takes some luck you gotta you gotta have some luck I remember uh, Quentin, you might remember the guy from Iowa that hurt us. That is seven-foot center. His Brad name is Lohas, uh -huh. wasn't it? Brad Lohas, who played Brad. in the NBA. Uh -huh. Yeah. Sure. He made two threes in a row. We're ahead by, I think, four or five, and he mm -hmm. made two threes in a row. And then been beating us in a two-pointer. Tim uh, Hardaway was a sophomore, wasn't right. he? That's right. Right. Well, let's do this. Let's talk more about that Arizona game and more of your memories with uh, Quentin Gates, and we'll take more phone calls, folks. 880-5763. We are live. Come on down and join us, folks. We're in the bar here at Fuddruckers West, 5030 North Desert Boulevard. It's home of the world's greatest hamburgers and home of the Don Haskins Show, right here on News Radio KROD. The new home of Utah Miners football and Utah men's basketball, the Orange Revival, is on 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back, everybody. As we continue, once again, we are live here at Fuddruckers on the west side of town, continuing more of the Don Haskins Show. Right now, folks, want to let you know that it's time to save and receive your special gift with purchase. Sign up for Time Warner, digital home phone service, digital cable, or Roadrunner High Speed Online from Time Warner Cable today, and you're going to get free installation. Plus, when you switch or upgrade today, you're going to receive a stadium cushion, which is a Glory Road stadium cushion, and a Glory Road soundtrack CD. 
All you got to do is call right now. 772-8777. That's 772-8777. And ask for the ATB. All the best offer at 772-8777 from Time Warner Cable. Great deal. Free installation at Glory Road CD Soundtrack and a free Glory Road Stadium cushion. All right, lines available as we continue live here from Fuddruckers, 880-5763, 880-KROD. Don't forget, folks, we've got the 12-ounce Shiner box for just a dollar till 8 o'clock. And also mention the Bear Don Haskins when you come in order tonight and save 10% off your total menu. Right now here with uh, Quinton Gates and Q, before we went to break, we're talking about that Arizona game. That is a game that many UTEP fans consider one of the most memorable games ever. And really, if there was ever a coming out party for you in a big game, that had to be it. You know, we were we were hyped uh, doing the selection, Steve, because I remember we all went down to uh, KDBC Channel 4 and we were yeah. sitting in front of the big screen waiting for the announcements. And I think we lost the WAC tournament. So we weren't, although we won the WAC, we lost the tournament, and we weren't sure, you know, since uh, the, the selection committee can be stingy for the WAC team, so we weren't sure. So when they finally selected us to play in Arizona, we we're, were still We're in hyped. the West, Quentin. Right, right, in the West, in the West. Uh, if you're in the East, it would have been easy. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly, Coach. But, you know, we, we were hyped when they selected us, so yeah. we didn't care where we played, who we played, the fact that we were in and we had a chance to win. Yeah, we didn't worry about we seeding, hyped. did we? No, not at all. No, not we just all. worried about getting in. Absolutely. Our teams now, you know, like, oh, God, are we going to be the fourth seed, third mm -hmm. seed? Because seeding is very important. Sure it is. Like one plays 16. Yeah. Eight right. plays nine. Right. It's That's like right. uh, one time, uh, were you on the team when we played Tulsa? And uh, they'd won the Missouri Valley. We'd won the WAC oh, and the WAC tournament. Yes. Well, we're not supposed to be playing each other. We mm -hmm. beat, it was Nolan's team. We beat them in a very close game. Yeah. And then who did we get next? North Carolina State, who'd won the That's national right. year before. I was on that team. Right. That was a uh, pretty uh, pretty big challenge when you consider that many of North Carolina State's players were back that next year. Yeah, the guy that made team. the winning basket, uh, oh, Charles. So Charles. Charles, yeah. he was there. And uh, uh, they were very good. I didn't think we played extremely well in that game. Uh, and you better be on top of your game when you play mm -hmm. a, a team that talented. I'm sure of that. Quentin, uh, when you talk about uh, not only the players, but... You know, take us back to the workouts, and everybody likes to talk about practice and how difficult practice was. Did you find that you were always challenged throughout your college career at UTEP just uh, in practice as, as well as games? You know, I, I think so, Steve. We, we were challenged. But see, that I think that's what made us a better ball club. Yeah. Because, you know, one of the things that, that Coach always stressed, practice day in and day out, was preparation. And I remember it, it resonates in my mind now, you know, you play in the game just the way you practice. Mm -hmm. So we, we wanted to use that time to kind of perfect uh, our game, whether it was defense, whether it was shooting, whether it was blocking out. Uh, and and in, in practice, that's where we try to, to make things happen because we, again, coach stress preparation, and that's one of the things that we prided ourselves on, trying to, trying to practice and prep ourselves in practice. Uh, Steve, I always thought that... Uh uh, and uh, totally believed uh, what Quentin just said 
you're going to play like you practice. Now, you're still going to have some games that you might be a little flatter than the other because it's hard to get up for every game. Yeah. And one of the things that I love to watch uh, the present-day minors is uh, I've never seen a coach who can get a team. Now, Billy Gillespie was great, too. But I've never seen a coach who can get – seems like every game the minors – are ready to play, and that's almost impossible when you start talking about 30 games. But Doc Sadler has them ready to go every night. Now, if you go down, all you people, fans, if you want to know how they practice, go down and watch, and uh, you're gl you'll be glad you're not on the floor because he's tough, uh, he's fair. But uh, uh, if you don't practice hard, you won't get to play. Quentin, something else about your teams was that it seemed like any player on that group for those years could take over a game at any time. It wasn't as if there was one or two leaders. It was a group of guys where there were many players that could win a basketball game for you and come up big when uh, the team needed a basket. You know, I, I think that was one of the reasons, Steve, why we had so much success back in the 80s. Uh, I thought Coach Aston could go nine or ten guys deep and really get after it. But a lot of that, again, started in practice. I remember back in the day, coach, coach used to separate us based on jerseys. You know, you had the, the, the white jerseys, that was the first team, the orange jerseys, that was the second team. And, yeah. and maybe there was a third uh, team because we had so many guys back then, the blue jerseys. And I'll tell you what, if the first team was white jerseys, we were always scrapping and scraping to put on a white jersey. I mean, if we had on a blue jersey or an orange jersey, we were killing each other. Just so Coach Haskins could turn around and say, Quentin, turn it over white. Or, you know, G, turn it over white. And just going through that experience, we killed each other yeah. so we could have on a white jersey. And I think that battle during practice kind of spilled over to regular season games, and that's what made us a better ball club. That's a great story. Well, when I was in college, uh, uh, it used to make me mad that, uh, like, you know, he would change things around the same way only. We had so darn many players that first team never played against second team. Right. Huh. First team would play the third team. Second mm -hmm. team would play a group from the fourth team, which was still pretty good because, you know, those were the days at Oklahoma A&M after they'd won two nationals, and uh, they had guys walking on a lot of colleges would give a scholarship to. But I always thought if I coached, I'd let, uh, you know, for no boys on the second team, uh, if he can uh, knock somebody off on the first team. So we did. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't recall, I never believed in fighting. I thought... Uh, you know, you ought to put your energy in the game. And um, if we ever had some kind of little squabble, uh, made them all run. And uh, if they want to get mad at uh, the guy that did it, uh, they can have him in the dressing room. There you go. That's the way to do it. Uh, do you ever start anything and uh, get your team to run for it in practice, Kim? I'm sure no, I have one or two no. times. <laughs> Quentin was this player. Yeah, I just went out and got I don't him. remember anyone that we had that was uh, – uh, a troublemaker on the floor. They just all were very competitive. Is that true, Q? I, I would agree. I mean, if, if it spilled over into uh, fighting, it was just because we got after it, you know, during practice. It wasn't because of any animosity or anything. It, it was all related to basketball. 
All right, let's take a break. We are past the bottom of the hour. 880-5763, our telephone number if you want to get in. More questions and comments for Quentin Gates on the Don Haskins Show. We continue live from Fuddruckers West, only on News Radio. K-R-O-D. The new home of UTEP Niners football and UTEP men's basketball. The Orange Revival is on 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back. We've got a couple calls to get to here as uh, more of the Don Haskins Show live from uh, Fuddruckers uh, on the west side of town. Again, if you've never been here before, folks, 5030 North Desert Boulevard. Just exit the far west Mesa exit. Stay on the off-road, and you will land at the home of the world's greatest hamburgers, including the Bear Burger. However, Coach, I know you're going to get excited about this. Fuddruckers now has a new line of mouth-watering steak platters. You can choose from a 12-ounce ribeye, sirloin, T-bone, or New York strip, including garlic toast and two side orders of your choice, and something you had a couple weeks ago, the 8-ounce salmon platter, which includes garlic toast and two side orders of your choice as oh, well. Oh, it's really good. So there you go. It's, uh, Thank you. The best part about this show are the youngsters like that who come up and, and, oh, and say hi to we, you. We always have a lot of... Uh, teenagers here, and uh, I love it. Signed a lot of stuff. Uh, we got those seat covers, Glory yeah. Road. Uh, How do you like those, those seat cushions? Oh, I've, I've ne- I hadn't seen them before. We'll save you one Signed, so you can take it uh, home. several of those already today. We still have one left? All right, good. We'll uh, make sure you get we one of those to take home with you, Coach. Okay. Very uh, nice. Can I put it in my GMC pickup? Why not? I think I will. I think you should. <laughs> Let's get right back to it. Uh, go to the phones right now. Frank is joining us from Central El Paso. Frank, thanks for the phone call. You're first up uh, this hour on the Don Haskins Show. Oh, hello, gentlemen. It's an honor to speak to you, Coach. It's an honor hey. to speak to you, Steve, as well. Thank you, Hey, Frank. thank you a lot. Thank you so much. You've done so much to El Paso. You cannot believe I was in Newark, New Jersey, and they knew all about you due to everything that was combined with the Glory Road press well, releases and everything else. These people are nuts about you. You know, there's one thing that has bothered me about the movie and uh, 66 is all the other real great teams we had just kind of get pushed They're getting aside. thrown aside. I, yeah, they do. I, and like I, and I, I feel... We, I, you know, uh, we had a lot of good teams, not just one. And you got to be lucky, you know, to get where we did and yeah. win and what have you. But, oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, that, and that gives me a segue like, into uh, this. Uh, Quentin Gates sitting here. You know, we beat Arizona at Arizona. And uh, got beat by Iowa, number three. And we got beat by two points and led them most of the game. And finally, I thought we had a deep bench, and they had about 12. Oh, and they were really, yeah, yeah, really and, a good and, team. And, and nothing to take away from any of the other minor teams at all, at all, at all. And I do appreciate you, uh, you telling me that, sir. I just wanted to know about these rankings. You know, we're talking about rankings and seedings and everything else. How much, like at the beginning of the season, how much does the ranking, let's say, for instance, you have a team that's ranked, uh, they crack the 20, 20, top 25 of the nation. How much does that affect your players' mentality before this, the start of the season? I mean, in uh, reality, I mean, you know, are, are they fair? Are they, are they no, going they're by? No, they're not fair at all. The NCAA tournament committee is made up uh, a lot of people. 
Hey, the team that we had here at UTEP last year yeah. was an NCAA team. Yes, sir. And uh, did they get picked? And I knew they wouldn't unless they won the tournament. Oh, my goodness. And that's, that's, not, that's not fair. And I remember a team, uh, you know, you used to hear, well, uh, strengthen your schedule. So one year we were 20 and 8. Right. And uh, um, beat Washington at Washington. I can't remember who all we beat on the road. Did we get picked? No. So uh, um, the, uh, one time at we were in Minneapolis, and I was given an award, and the guy asked me that question, and the NCAA tournament committee was sitting there. Yeah. And I told them the same thing. I didn't sure. think they were fair at all. Wonderful. One year, Wonderful. the, Big, you know, East, Coach, the Big East, I think every team in the Big East got in. And uh, there was 41. That's when there was 48 teams. And uh, West Mississippi, there was seven. And I think we're one of them. Mm-hmm. But well, sir, that, there's no way. There's no I way. Appreciate, I appreciate you, you giving me that candor answer. I mean, honestly. Well, let me say, I, I will say that what they normally said, and I don't know what this should have something to do with it, yeah. but they said in the East they had more TV sets. <laughs> that's now, that's so a ridiculous. heck of a, uh, yeah. that's, that's not a way to no. uh, pick teams. Right. Frank, thanks for your phone call. Thank thanks you. for getting through. Let me move along. We've got uh, Ira up next on a cell. Ira, thanks for the call. You're on the Don Haskins Show. Oh, let me tell you something. Don, Quentin, Eddie Mullins, I'm sitting in my car. I pulled over to listen to the show, Steve. I have, I'm, I tell you, I'm all choked up because I remember those ball games. Unbelievable. I think I, Irene and I have known Coach Haskins even before 1966. So you can imagine how old I am. I'm not going anyway, to ask you, but I'll bet you I'm older than you are. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I think, hey, you uh, got, I think you got three months on me. Ira, I yes, saw sir. you the other day. Yes, sir. And uh, you've heard that old saying, you know, you're young, middle-aged, and looking good. Yes, sir. You're looking good. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, sir. No, no Ira, I've, I've known this guy for many, many, many years. Oh, and uh, uh, we have uh, a bunch of uh, mutual friends. And it, it it's really good to hear your voice. I, Ira, where did, I saw you the other day. Where was it? Over at Rose's Cantina. It was not. <laughs> yeah, it was too. <laughs> well, would you tell everybody it was for lunch? All right. All right. I'll invite it, you. And it was. <laughs> I had meatloaf. I don't know what you had. You know that is a heck of a good place to have lunch. Yeah. It really well, is. It's the best. It's and, got uh, home. And home uh, for us. Else. For us poor guys, it's affordable. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Quentin, I want you to give me a call, and and uh, and you guys are you, you're going to love this because uh, my, my Quentin, my cellular number is just dial Ira Bat, and you'll get me. Okay. I I haven't heard your voice in a long time, and I'm just uh, and Irene and I talk about you a lot, Quentin. I know, and it's all good. Yeah, it's good to hear from you, Ira. Uh, Ira, I love the fact that your cell phone spells out your name. You, That's have, a great invention. Have you ever uh, shook hands with Ira? I have. And it gives you the bat sign. <laughs> the bat. You know, you That's, right. Thumbs. That's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Steve, yes, Ira. If you don't mind, I've got, and, and this goes back a long time, I was going to give this book to your dad. It's all about famous quotes and things like that in the sports world. 
And, you know, you keep putting things off and keep putting things off. I have an envelope that's addressed to you. Thank you. I want you to have it. I mean, it was just, uh, it's a classic, and I think you'll like it. And, and thank you very, very much for having me on the, on the show. Hey, Ira, thank you for calling. One of the best sports fans we've ever had in El Paso. Good to Glad hear from you. you. See you, Ira. Thanks for getting in. 880-5763. 880-KROD is our telephone number. Some more questions from people in the audience. Uh, they want to know, who recruited Mark McCall? Um, I think Tim Floyd. Um, went over and watched him play, you know... Uh, he was at El Paso High, and my God, he was what a fantastic jumper! Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, I'll never forget a dunk he had against Georgetown. Uh, we run a little out of bounds play where we picked the middle guy in his zone, and I think that was Matumba. Matumba and Morning were both in the game, and McCall had his armpits. That didn't sound very good, does it? <laughs> anyway, he had his armpits <laughs> over, over the rim. And they come back down the floor, and I never saw two guys had bit. Their their eyes were huge because they'd never seen anything like that because he's only about six foot. Uh, he played for the Globetrotters for a while. That's right. And guess what uh, What his role was? Floating and uh, uh, Mark Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever play with Mark McCall, Quentin? No, I didn't. I think he arrived two or three years after I graduated. What year did you graduate? Now I'm dating myself, but uh, it was back in 80, 88. 88, uh -huh. okay. 88. That's amazing. It seems like it was yesterday. I know, it feels it's, that it's, way. Right. Matter of fact, I've got a question for you right now from uh, somebody here in the audience, Q. They want to know, who was the most exciting teammate you ever played with? Oh, by, by far none, Jeep Jackson. I mean, Jeep brought so much excitement and uh, vitality to the game, even in practice, you yeah. know. Coach Haskins could be getting on our case and, and, and running us and working us. But, you know, through all that, you look over at Jackson, and he's smiling like nothing's going on at all. So, you know, hands down, it'd have to be Jeep. I mean, he was such a vivacious uh, young man. I'll never forget when Jeep was a freshman. Normally, freshmen don't talk. Yeah. And we always had a very quiet dressing room, you know, for a game. And this voice pipes up, and he said, uh, uh, something about uh, nobody beats us in our house. And it was Jeep, and he was a freshman. And uh, while he was here, while Quentin was here, uh, it wasn't, I don't know who all beat us, but it wasn't many. No, no. And there was a funny thing, one, one last story about Jackson. I'm, a coach may remember this, I, I don't know. But I watched Glory Road uh, a couple of months back and, yeah. and saw some of the things that Coach Haskins didn't like back then, and I understood why he didn't like it when we played. And one of the things was, of course, dribbling the ball behind your back, between your legs, and, you know, just keep it simple. And we were playing in the game, and I remember we were on a fast break. Jeep had the basketball, and he's going down the court, went one time around his back and then between his legs. Every rule that he didn't, that Coach Haskins didn't like, Jeep broke. Oh, I'm sure. You know, so he ended up throwing the ball out of bounds. So without skipping a beat, he didn't stop for Paul. He just kept running, went around the basket, and ran right to his seat and sat down because he knew <laughs> he knew Coach Hassel was going to pull him out. <laughs> um, so he I, just skipped I remember it real well. You know, he came, he came over to the bench. We didn't have time to substitute for him, so we only had four guys on the other end until right. we could get someone in. Right. That was That's funny. pretty funny. Well, at least he knew what he was supposed to be doing, which is right yeah. to have a seat on the bench. Jeep didn't do too many things that I didn't like because he – 
practice so hard. Right. And uh, the nice thing is, is that uh, all these years later, um, his parents have still come to games oh, at the yeah, Haskins they Center. Sure do. Have been great fans and supporters of UTEP athletics. Right. And uh, one of the worst things that's ever happened since I've been here was Jeep being, uh, you know, it was right after the guy from Maryland uh, died of an overdose, sure. Lynn Bias. Well, uh, Jeep's black. He's a basketball player. And he died, you know, he's out on the floor in a, a game I think they're playing Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, it was, a big deal was made of it, uh, especially by the Herald Post. And uh, finally, after they, you know, they sent it to 20 different agencies and uh, found out, yes, he died of a heart attack, not, not an overdose mm -hmm. of anything. Yeah. And, of course, uh, the paper put about two little sentences, mm -hmm. you know, had been headlines, two-inch headlines, and uh, never forget that. I thought that was, you know, so unfair yeah. to, uh, you know, let's check it out first. Absolutely. Right. Then if, 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 he, if he died of an overdose... Then you got to write it, right. but uh, don't accuse him of something that uh, didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Guys, let's take our final break. When we come back, some final thoughts from uh, both Coach Haskins and uh, Quentin Gates as the Don Haskins Show continues live from Fuddruckers West, right here on News Radio KROD. The new home of Utah Miners football and Utah men's basketball, the Orange Revival, is on 600 ESPN El Paso. 49 is the time as uh, we uh, return right now to Fuddruckers here on the west side of town, 5030 North Desert Boulevard. We've got the dollar uh, shiner box for 12 ounces. And also, you mentioned the bear, Don Haskins, save 10% off your meal. That is every Tuesday at both locations, folks, east and west, at uh, both Fuddruckers locations here in El Paso. All right. We've, uh, uh, we've, we've, Steve. Yes. Um, the three guys that's talking about Beto and the other two are eating that uh, two-pound hamburger, one-pound or whatever it is. Yes. It's hard to believe, isn't it? I, uh, I don't know three how Three of them can it. do it. I, you're going to have to wheel them out with a stretcher yeah. after this is all done. <laughs> There's only so many people that can actually so they, they, survive they the bear been, burger. They must have been listening to us. I think so. That's exactly right. Um, we've had so much fun talking uh, about uh, UTEP uh, with, with Quentin and yourself. And uh, we started the show with uh, this hour talking about uh, Q's uh, magazine for both the middle schools and high schools. And I know uh, for people that might have tuned in late this hour and not have had a chance to hear it, I want to give uh, Quentin a chance to recap some of that, Coach. Let's do it. All right. Go right ahead, Q. Well, uh, we're doing some interesting things. I mean, besides the magazine, we, we have a nonprofit organization where we actually – teach kids a number of different programs, kind of a dropout prevention uh, organization, video production, animation creation. As a matter of fact, we just finished producing our first soap opera really? for television, yes, about two months ago. Wow. And the kids are acting in it. It's going to air in L.A. and San Antonio and here in El Paso on uh, Time Warner Cable. So we're just doing some really neat things. We're raising funds. As a matter of fact, we have a fundraiser going on now where we're giving away a, a 2006 Toyota Camry and we're selling the raffle tickets for a couple hundred dollars. So we're doing some really neat things, and I think the kids enjoy it, schools enjoy it, and it's just it's a good thing. Sounds like a lot of fun now. It if, is. Uh, if there are certain uh, people in town that uh, either want to get involved or, or might not, uh, is this circulated now? Is the magazine circulated to every uh, middle school, high school in El Paso? 
I, I would say we're in probably 98% of the high schools. There's maybe one or two who just are being stubborn, and probably 85 to 90% of the middle schools. So most of the, of the schools are very uh, uh, accepting of our work and what we do. Give me your vision. Where do you expect to see this thing three to five years from now? Oh, it's, uh, it, it's pretty big, Steve. I mean, we, I, I'd like to be in the top 30 cities within the next three to five years. I'd like to have uh, three or four different production companies where we actually teach kids how to do a lot of these things uh, while keeping them in school, of course. Uh, and I see a, a television station within the next uh, two years. Uh, we just, as I mentioned, we just finished our soap opera. We just finished our first uh, talk show for kids called Inquisitive Minds. And it's kind of kids' perspectives on things that are going on in everyday life. Uh, we just finished another show called Wheels, where everything that deals with wheels, uh, we talk about. And it's for a big kids show. But again, it, it keeps them in school, keeps them motivated. It's for them. And, uh, we, you know, we're just doing some really exciting and neat things for them. Coach, it's incredible listening to Q talk about all these different projects. Well, uh, you look at those books, you wonder. Uh, it kind of amazed me when I first uh, heard what he was trying to do it. And I'll have to admit that I didn't think uh, it would happen. Well, uh, he's he's really worked hard, diligently, and uh, uh, it's successful. I mean, uh, um, he's got the thing in several towns and got some bigger ones coming up. You know what the best part is also? He's remaining in El Paso. He's staying oh, here yeah. and, uh, and not, you know, going, so not many, going to another city. Yeah, there's so many of our players have. Uh, uh, it's a great city, a great place to live. I wish he was a little cooler right now, but <laughs> yeah. uh, we can't. Uh, really? Uh, I wish he'd turn an air conditioner on us. It was hot out there today. Well, I've got good but, news uh, for But somebody's you. telling me a couple of days ago, uh, we don't have hurricanes. Right. Uh, we don't have earthquakes. So uh, well, maybe we better leave it like it is. Good news. <laughs> Speaking of cooler, we are going to be giving away here in a couple of weeks a free master cool from Adobe Air. So you talk about that air conditioning system. Well, if you're sweating it out too much, come down here to I'm, the show. I'm fixing to put one at my house. I love that. Yeah, I, think that's, sure I think that's tremendous. And people can get a chance to, uh, to have one just like yours. And uh, Adobe Air is uh, kind enough to make that happen. And only way they could sign up for this is here with us at the Don Haskins Show. I think it's great. But I'm, uh, um, it's, our, it's a done deal. All I'm hunting right now is somebody put it in. Easy. That's, that's got to be the, uh, yeah. the easy part. You still play any basketball, Quentin? I, I do, Steve. A, a couple of local leagues around the city. But about a year ago, you know, I tried to act like I was 18 and could still jump, and I hyperextended my knee, and that put me out for a little bit. But I, I still try and get after it every now and again. All right. That's good. Uh, Quentin, you, you remember the old uh, game you used to play horse? Mm -hmm. I remember that. H-U-R-S-E. I remember that. <laughs> well, you just play horse. You know, just sh just shoot. Well, that's I, it. That's, I, that's, one that time, sounds like a winner to me. Jim <laughs> Barnes, you know, I won him in a free throw contest. And uh, um, I could outshoot Barnes. One day he come out and he's grinning. And we're playing horse. Uh -huh. And he said, I got you. And I said, how's that? And I pitched him a ball and he dunked it with two hands. And he said, do that. <laughs> so uh, I, I didn't play any more horse with him. <laughs> It's, you know what amazes me is that it took him so long and, to finally figure that out. And it was back over his head. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. 
That's pretty good. It's another great Jim Barnes story, and yeah. I'm just amazed it took him that long to uh, to actually come up with that. I'm surprised he didn't. Took him a while. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's pretty good. Uh, in the meantime, here we are. We're uh, now getting set to start UTEP football season in about another month. Are you amazed that uh, before you know it, the next time we meet, they'll already be at Socorro and going through training camp? I'll tell you what. Uh, Mike Price has done such a wonderful job with the football program. Uh, you know, there's... Jordan Palmer this year. Uh, I'm not sure he he's liable to go high in the draft. If he has a good year, and uh, uh, the guy I really like. You know, I'm kind of like the average fan. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Lee Higgins, what a great receiver he is, and the entire team. I just love the way our defense plays. Uh, uh, I was listening to your program this afternoon. Somebody was talking about. Uh, uh, our, our defense, how good it was going to be. Yep. And uh, uh, Tim, uh, the defensive coordinator. Um, Tim Hundley. Yeah, Tim Hundley. What a job he's done. Incredible. Tim, if you heard, I'm for, sorry I forgot your name. I can't remember mine half the time. <laughs> That's going to do it for the fastest uh, two hours we've had in radio. Coach, uh, as always, uh, we, we uh, thank you for doing this. We'll see you in two weeks. And Quentin, can't thank you enough for sticking around here as well. It's been my pleasure. Glad to hang out with you and Coach Haskins. And anytime you need me, let me know. There you go. Thank you a lot, Quentin, for coming. Good you to see you, buddy. You bet, Coach. Coach, I'll see you in two weeks. All right. There you go. Thank you, I want to thank all of our sponsors and, uh, of course, all the great folks here at Fud Rockers on the west side.